It's game day, and this is the home of Scottish football. It's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Good afternoon and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard on the first Saturday of league action in the new year. Celtic have the chance to go 12 points clear when Kilmarnock visit before Rangers respond tomorrow. Jim Goodwin could be doing with an Aberdeen win against St Johnston while Ross County host Livy. And Hearts are at St Mirren knowing their Edinburgh rivals are under a bit more pressure when they go to Motherwell tomorrow. I'm Gordon Duncan and joining me in the studio, Gordon DL, Mark Wilson and Hugh Evans. You get through all of that, Gordon, without you. Using the word handball. What handball? And that's good because today is Statute of Limitations Day. What happened on Monday is over and done with because Celtic have a new opponent today, Kilmarnock at Celtic Park, and a double-digit lead at the top of the league table means a single-minded approach from Ange Postecoglou's side. You don't need to ask for clarification of what that twelve-point lead means. It means. That Rangers must win at Tannadice tomorrow afternoon, or there really is nothing left to talk about. Yeah, well, we're back to resembling something like a normal week now with four terrific fixtures today, followed by two tomorrow. And Hughes, right, a chance for Celtic to put themselves 12 points ahead. We've got a couple of managers, and Lee Johnson and Jim Goodwin, under a bit of pressure. Desperate for a win this weekend. We've got it all ahead is. Looking forward to it. I think it's a good fixture uh, card this weekend. Gordon starts today, obviously. Some good ties there. I think we'll get plenty of goals. Agree with Mark. I think it's an important weekend for some managers. I think you're looking at Goodwin. I think you're looking at the house manager, Johnson. Motherwell manager, Hamill, needs a win. And obviously, Malcolm Mackay would like to start climbing the table. He's bought Strap yourselves in then Hopefully another dramatic Saturday here In Scottish football We'll build up to kick off We'll take you through the action And then the most important bit It's your chance to have your say When those final whistles go round About five o'clock You can stay in touch until then On Twitter at Clyde SSB But in the meantime Let's get stuck right in With the pre-match build up Starting at Celtic Park Kilmarnock the visitors And Gabriel is watching on Yes, I'm here, Gordon, and after emerging from Monday's Old Firm with their nine-point lead intact, Celtic remain in complete control of this title race. I spoke to Ange Postacoglu yesterday, and the message from him was clear. There are 18 games in this league left to play, 54 points up for grabs, and his men are aiming to claim every single one of them, and they know that the destiny of the league trophy is firmly in their hands. Don't forget, we are more than halfway through this campaign, and the defending champions have only dropped points in two matches. As you said, up today are Kilmarnock, a team that the Hoops hammered 5-0 in Ayrshire back in October, but a side that have undoubtedly improved since then. Well, what about team news for the Hoops? There are three changes from the 2-2 draw at Ibrox on Monday. Greg Taylor is is of course missing through injury, whilst Matt O'Reilly and James Forrest drop to the bench. Alexandra Bernabe is preferred to Josip Juranovic at left-back, while Schotter and Aaron Moy return to the lineup. It's a 4-3-3 formation as ever for the Hoops. Joe Hart is in goal. Alistair Johnson continues at right-back with Cameron Carter-Vickers and Carl Stahlfeld in the middle of defence. Bernabe is on the left-hand side. The midfield three is Captain Callum McGregor, Rayo Hatate and Aaron Moy, and the front three, Jota, Dazen Maida and Kyoga Furuhashi. On the bench, Bain, Jack Makis, Abada, Jens, 
Turnbull, Kobayashi, O'Reilly, Forrest and Juranovic. Now, as I said earlier, Killy have improved recently. They're up to ninth in the table. They've only lost one of their last five games, although Derek McInnes knows today is the toughest task in Scottish football. McInnes also makes three changes to the team that drew 0-0 with St Mirren on Monday. Chris Stokes, Alan Power and uh, Kyle Vassell all come in, whilst Dan Armstrong, Christian Deutsch and Blair Alston drop to the bench. The team is as follows. Uh, Sam Walker in goal, looks like a back five. Lewis Mayo on the right, Joe Wright, Ash Taylor and Chris Stokes in the middle, Brent Crescene on the left. Alan Power and Liam Polworth will be in the middle with Rory McKenzie just in front of them and Scott Robertson and Kyle Vassell up top. The substitutes are Hemming, Sanders, Waters, McEnroy, Lyons, uh, Alston, Armstrong, Murray and Deutsch. The referee at Celtic Park is Nick Walsh and as you say, the job for Ange Boss and Celtic is quite clear can they move 12 points clear I mean you should know more than anyone Hugh not to just base football matches on paper and and throw out wild generalised predictions (laughs) however you've got the best home record in the league against the worst away record in the league it's a Kilmarnock side that have no wins on the road only two draws on the road and that would be before you get to the simple fact that Celtic Park tends to be a different proposition anyway so it's going to be a huge challenge for Derek McInnes, to say the least. Amazing. Uh, I actually read this morning Derek saying that he would possibly take a win in the cup tie next weekend over Celtic rather than uh, get the uh, result at Celtic Park today. Don't quite follow the logic there, but it's quite simple, Gordon. If you're a pragmatist, Celtic have had one defeat in 52 matches covering last season and this season so far. Ange Postacoglu has a team who are the kings of consistency The changes that he has made today are all understandable Johnson had to retain his place at fullback after his display at Ibrox Burnaby had to come in rather than Juranovic at left back Because Juranovic simply didn't do enough to justify starting this game It's time to give Matt O'Reilly a bit of a rest And Aaron Moy, given his performance against Hibs at Easter Road 10 days ago fully deserves to start this match and the front three of Giotto, Kyogo, Maeda is a stronger front three than Celtic started with at Ibrox on Monday so everything points towards a Celtic victory if Celtic don't win, it's Celtic's fault Yeah, what do you make of the teams today Gordon and Mark? Yeah, um, very, very strong from Celtic I don't really give Kilmarnock much hope um, but look football's a funny game you can go up there you, Celtic can have an off day one or two decisions go your way you can grab a goal you can hold on you can ride your luck I would need all that for Kilmarnock to leave Celtic part this afternoon at any points at all I just think there's bags of pace bags of energy bags of goals two full backs will be high up the pitch I'll be attack after attack and I'm expecting a lot of goals at Celtic Park this afternoon. Yeah, team for Celtic. I don't think there's many surprises in there. Benaby obviously coming in. Uh, Hughes right with the front three. I believe that looks a stronger front three than did start at Ibrox last week. Um, well, you have to go back five years from when Kelly got anything at Celtic Park in that season, 17-18. They managed to get a couple of draws. I can't see it today. You look at Kilmarnock this season, goals against joint last with 33, goals for, I think, of the, the yeah, second 17-4. That's going to be a tall order for this Kilmarnock team. effectively have a 10-point lead mark because of the goal difference. They are 20 goals better off than Rangers. Now, if Gordon Dale's right, and I think he is, the prospect is of Celtic scoring a lot of goals against Kilmarnock today to send that goal difference into the stratosphere. 
And that's what they should be aiming for. They've got the home crowd, the thrill of scoring at the very end against Rangers always feels like a moral victory to the team that gets the late equaliser. So Celtic will come out to a tremendous reception. They have a team that is far and away better than Kilmarnock. It's now up to Celtic. Suppose you never know. We've seen many of those stuffy, difficult to break down afternoons. Uh, so we'll see what happens on this occasion. Let's hear from the management though, Ange Postacoglu and then Derek McInnes. We played well that day, but also I think you know, Derek's kind of solidified and since then and, and you know they, they've become a lot more sort of you know structured and, and, and obviously when you come up as a team it's it's obviously hard in the early stages and they're a lot more um like I said consistent they'll be a tough test for us again it comes down to us making sure that we um you know have the tempo intensity in the game that we know we need to have and, and put and put them under pressure um for for you know the 95 minutes of the game that's um still going to be the, the kind of key cornerstone of our sort of um, success every manager in the Premier League will, will look at Celtic and the challenges that they face and, and uh, it makes you question the formations and the light there's more familiarity about us as a squad I think we were just rushed um, the window had um, uh, just closed we were just putting our squad together we were trying to uh, familiarise ourselves with everybody we still had a few out injured and while you're always t- tested with injuries and suspensions you know, I do think there's more confidence in the team I think there's more familiarity as I said um, and I think we've got to try and show that we're more ready for, for this one than certainly we were the last one So looking forward to that one then Celtic against Kilmarnock let's go around the rest of the grounds for team news St Mirren against Hearts David Friel Yeah Gordon known as the Smyza Stadium but I think we should call it a fortress given St Mirren's recent home record fascinating game this Hearts in really good form full of confidence after that 3-0 win over Hibs on Monday but as I said, they're facing a St Mirren's side who are unbeaten in the league in nine home games and they'll have a chance to make it ten today. Looking back, Motherwell, the only team to win here in the league this season, that was away back in July on the opening day of the season. Great record, I think it's fair to say this could be one of the biggest games of St Mirren's season. They're fifth, five points behind Hearts, but they have a game in hand, so a win today could be huge for them. I think Stephen Robinson, I think he'll be trying to temper expectations. I still think he'd love a top six finish, but they are pushing up there. It's also the first of a double header between these two, a return at Ten Castle next Friday night in a rearranged game. As I say, St Mirren, unbeaten five, but Four have been draws, so I think Stephen Robinson wants to take that wee extra edge today and get the win. And it will be an emotional occasion as well. Frank McGarvey passed away sadly last weekend. There's going to be a minute's applause for him before the game. Such a much-loved figure at St Mirren, I think, so that, that will be an emotional um, occasion. As for the team, Ethan Erehone is suspended for St Mirren after a red card in the 0-0 draw against Kilmarnock. Declan Gallagher, I think he's out with a back injury, and Eamon Brophy also drops to the bench. So in come Joe Shaughnessy. The club captain Alec Gogic and Alec Greaves. So some on the lineup: Trevor Carson in goals, Ryan Strain, Marcus Fraser, Joe Shaughnessy, Charles Dunn, and Scott Tanzer at the back. Keanu Bacchus, Alec Gogic, and Mark Ahara in midfield with Alex Greaves and Curtis Main up front. Subs for St. are Urminsky, Taylor, Campbell, Flynn, Reid, Kilty, Olasanya, and Brophy. As for Hearts, obviously lost Craig Gordon for a year. You know, shocking news for them, but it's, it's going pretty well. They're sitting third. They've ten points from the last four games since the Premiership restart. And Lauren Shankland, I think they've now got a player of the year contender. He's now in 18 goals for the season. Scored again against Hearts uh, on Mo- sorry against Hibs on Monday. He's got the captain's armband. He's flying right now. He must be in line for Scotland recall come the games in March. Hearts are also open to add a Shelly Wonder kid, Garan Cool, on loan from Newcastle. Talks have been taking place in the last couple of days. I think they're still waiting to get that one over the line, but they are pretty confident. Just one change from the Derby win. 
Andy Halliday got a head knock there. He hasn't risked. And Alan Forrest comes in to replace him at left wing back. So Hearts are going to line up. Sander Clark in goals. A back three. Toby Sibbett. Kai Rolls. Alec Cochrane. Michael Smith. Cammy Devlin. Robert Snodgrass. And Alan Forrest along the middle with Josh Janelli. Lawrence Shankland. And Barry Mackay. The front three. Subs for Hearts are Stuart Grant. Keogh. Atkinson. Nielsen. Henderson. Connor Smith. And Humphreys. The referee is Chris Graham at Smyza. And the VAR is Colin Stephen. Let's hear from the management there then, Stephen Robinson. I thought the Aberdeen game were excellent for 60-65 minutes. I thought in the two away games you showed great character, great hard games, hard surfaces to play football on. And you know, we showed a lot of character to come out with points, especially playing practically 90 minutes with, with 10 men. And could have won it later on. So great character, um, a lot of quality along the way as well. And you know, we want to back that up with the result. We hope that we can, you know, sort of just solidify our position at home because we're confident. We, we know Hearts are a threat. They've got some very, very good players. You, you look at their injury list and then you look at their bench and still see how strong they are. So that's a credit to Robbie and the club for, for backing him and his recruitment. A tough game. We have to be right at the very top of our game. But as I say, we hold no fear. It won't be a quiet technical area today. Stephen Robinson opposite Robbie Nielsen. We want to be challenged up near the top of the league. You know, we are sitting at the third at the moment. And, you know, I said right at the start of the season, if we could get to the World Cup break in third, then we've done very well because of the amount of games we had but then to have the, the injuries we've had on top of that you know it's it's been tough at times you know to keep us running about there but you know the players have done exceptionally well to be I think we're five clear by game in hand OK we're getting to that stage we've turned the corner we're in a new year is it realistic territory to be talking about managers who need a victory I wonder if Jim Goodwin is one of them Dave Galloway well, Gordon, Aberdeen fans can only hope the return of former skipper Graham Shinney can help stop the slump that's seen them lose four on the bounce and then draw nil-nil at home to bottom side Ross County. Jim Goodwin also swooped uh, this week for Slovakian midfielder Patrick Mislovic on loan from MSK Zelina with an option to buy in the summer. He's not in the squad today, incidentally, as his international clearance hasn't yet come through. And the Dons could certainly, we all know, do with a boost ahead of next weekend's League Cup semi-final showdown with Rangers at Hamden. But St Johnston come here on the back of three successive defeats which has seen them slip out of the top six. And Callum Davidson wants his players to wipe the slate clean and start again. Both sides with a point to prove then as they aim to get back on track. However, going by uh, previous results between this pair, don't expect a goals rush in the last 12 meetings between these two. Seven have ended in 1-0 scoreline and there have been three 1-1 draws. To the teams then, just the one change for Aberdeen and it's Shinny in, back in his old stomping ground, goes uh, straight into the side, out drops Ramirez who goes on to the bench. So it's Ruse in goals at the back for Aberdeen, McCrory, Stewart, Scales and Coulson. Ramadani and Shinny, the sitting midfielders, with Kennedy, Clarkson and Duke further forward, the main man up top, Majowski. Substitutes for the Dons Lewis, Morris, Barron, Basawin, Watkins, Hayes, Duncan, Richardson, and Ramirez. Three changes for St Johnston uh, coming in former Don Considine, as well as Gallagher and McPherson. Outdrop Phillips, Brown, and Clark from the starting lineup. So Saints go with Matthews in goal. A back three of Mitchell, Gordon, and Considine. Midfield right McPherson, McGowan, and Gallagher with. Carey playing off Murphy and May up top. The substitutes for the Saints, Parrish, Brown, Phillips, Crawford, Wotherspoon, Kusharievi, uh, Bear, Clark and O'Halloran. 
looking at the match officials it's uh, Graham Granger on VAR duties and your referee is Ewan Anderson another one should be a cracker there Aberdeen against St Johnston and finally the Global Energy Stadium Ross County against Livingston Fraser Wishart is there yeah, yeah, forgot it's called that. Gordon was going to call it Victoria Park as it was when I, when I played here, played here many years ago. But uh, much changed ground, pitch looking perfect, no wind, conditions absolutely ideal for for a game of football today. So no excuses. And a game, as you guys were saying earlier, for Ross County who sit at the bottom of the table really could do with a win. And they've got a couple of important games coming up. The form since the World Cup break hasn't been good. Four games and just one goal, so you know what the problem is. And just one point. And that point came last week, 0-0 at Pitodri. And they'll have picked up some confidence from that, but with Kelly and Dundee United picking up points in recent weeks, County are now three points adrift at the bottom. And you don't want that gap to grow because once you get to six or seven points adrift, it becomes really difficult to bridge that gap where even a couple of victories doesn't lift you off the bottom of the table. So they need points on this one. Get Motherwell next week and they want to get back in touch at least with those teams above them. So an important game in one Malky will want to get the three points from. Everyone knows how tough Levy can be. He's watching the players out there warming up and they themselves not in the best of form. Two draws in the last four games since the World Cup break. So looking for better. Although to be fair, hit by a couple of red cards early in games to key players Holt and Pittman, which hasn't helped. And they're still suspended today. But their early season form sees them still in the top six. David Martindale's not daft. They're doing well. They're doing okay. But uh, a couple of defeats, a couple of victories for teams below them and it's dead easy to slip towards the bottom. David's not helped today by injuries to Joel Nubley and Curtis Guthrie so less options up front and he'll flood the midfield with his attacking midfield players to support Bruce Anderson up front. Two changes from that game against Aberdeen last week for Ross County Johnson goes to the bench and Danders out completely income can call and Awura so they changed from the 5-3-2 they played away last week to their usual 4-2-3-1 Ross Laidlaw's in goals, Connor Randall, Keith Watson Alex Yakaviti and George Harmon at the back David Cancola and Jordan Tilson sit in midfield with Awura Edwards, Ross Callahan and Kazim Legby behind Jordan White, their subs Ross Monroe, Jack Baldwin, Dominic Samuel, Josh Sims, Callum Johnson Victor Latoury, William Accio, Jordi Hewula and Ben Payton. Three changes from a team that played against Motherwell last time out for Livingston. Out go Obelayan Bahambula onto the bench and Montano's out completely. I think he's injured. In come Fitzwater, Omionga and young Stephen Bradley who impressed as a sub on Monday night on his debut. Shamal George in goals, Nicky Devlin, Morgan Boys, Jack Fitzwater and James Penrice at the back. Three across the middle, Sean Kelly sitting with Andrew Shinney and Stefan Omionga either side with Stephen Kelly and Stephen Bradley wide of the lone striker Bruce Anderson. Only seven subs for Liverpool today due to their injuries. Ivan Kovanolov, Jack Hamilton, so two keepers, Philip Kankar, Jackson Longridge, Aya Obelai, Dylan Bahambula and Isma Goncalves. And the referee today is Drew Kirkland and the VAR referee is Don Robertson. I'm sure we won't hear much about the VAR officials this afternoon, so we don't need to worry about that too much. Is that time on a Saturday? We've already concluded the team news. We've gone around the grounds. The transfer window is well and truly open. It's been open for about a week. Let's take a look at some transfer talk after these. Action as it happens. And your reaction from five on the open line. This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Hugh Keevans, Mark Wilson, Gordon DL are in the studio. We've got the top team all around the four Premiership games today. We'll keep an eye on the lower league fixtures as well, of course. Now, at this stage on a Saturday, we tend to pull away from the fixtures and get a bit of a discussion debate going about something else and I did notice that it's the transfer window it's about seven days old we've not really spoke about it that much because we've been um, very obsessed with certain incidents from Monday <laughs> just in case you hadn't noticed so maybe a bit of a chance uh, to talk about the the transfer dealings I mean Fraser Wishart I know 
um, with your PFA Scotland hat on there's maybe a, a frustration on your part at times when we flood the game with various imports from elsewhere but with your Clyde One Super Scoreboard hat on uh, what have you made of the, the quiet business so far? Well, it's been fairly quiet, certainly in, in the, the, the Premiership, but uh, it tends to build up towards the end of the window, and you're right, that's when they tend to look abroad. I'd look to England and try and get loan players, so you expect that in the last few days. But I think at the moment, for, for certainly for the old firm in particular, it's maybe who's going to be perhaps moving out. You know, there's all sorts of rumours about Freddie Morelos, and then the other side of the, the city, you're looking at Juranovic, and Dyson Maeda, rumour was that Southampton are going to be watching him. It's amazing what a good World Cup can do because before the, the World Cup you know Celtic fans would be thinking yeah he's a good impact player to come off the bench but he played really well in the World Cup you know all of a sudden good performances like that for him and Juranovic just increase their value which is great for Celtic but on the other, on the other hand it does increase the sort of interest in their players and I, and I just recall I think it was uh, maybe in December time that um, uh, Ange Postecoglou did say something along the lines of you know Celtic fans might have to be be aware that some of their favourite players might be moving on and it's maybe not just quite the obvious ones some players that they, they really like and Celtic really like but uh, they might get an offer for them so I think that'll be intriguing and I like and similarly looking at Michael Beale's comments not looking at loans so that suggests they're going to look for players who are going to be in the long term not somebody who'll come in for five or six months in, in an attempt to win the league we've seen them do that with Ramsey we've seen Celtic do it over the years as well it doesn't really work uh, in, in most occasions so that makes sense to me, and he's saying he's talk, spoken to some players already, so that means that he's either in the last six months of the contract or he's got permission from the club. So all very interesting and will come out in, in, in the next the next few days. And uh, yeah, I, I just hope that uh, people don't forget there's the Scottish players out there, some good Scottish players, and don't have too many players to block the weight of the, the good young Scottish players we have at our clubs. Great music selection as well, and whilst I resist the temptation to crack a joke about I'm still standing, just going to number one in Dingwall, uh, let me bring in David Friel uh, on this topic. David, I suppose, and let's link this to Celtic today, because they have really made a conscious effort to do, I mean, there's early business, and then there's what Celtic have done. You know, Things are now tied up, it seems, before the transfer window opens. It gives them time, even if there hadn't been time, Ange Postacoglu is never shy and putting players straight in anyway So we've seen Alistair Johnson go in He keeps his place today Josip Juranovic is on the bench again So how do you see that one playing out? I see it playing out, Gordon That um, Celtic are hoping for a bit of a bidding war For Josip Juranovic I think he's in the last weeks of his Celtic career I do think he will go in this window But I think it will be dependent on Celtic getting the offer And the player getting the offer that he wants I think ideally Josip Juranovic would probably go to Italy or Spain that's kind of what I'm being told that he'd rather go abroad than stay in the UK so I think it'll come down to who bids from I think there's no coincidence that Alistair Johnson keeps his pace I think Celtic are now preparing for life after Juranovic um, and I think that's fair enough and as you're saying Juranovic's possible I remember a couple of, couple of months ago he spoke about working two or three windows in advance and you think to yourself right well that's wishful thinking but I think he actually does you know as you're saying he's already signed three players we're just into January I do think some more will come in in terms of Celtic but I think it will be more the focus now will be on outgoings Juranovic will be one of them but I do think there's a lot of squad players there that can be shipped out and I think Celtic will actively be looking to do that right now we discussed it during the week, didn't we? You know, would Alistair Johnson keep his place? If you're yeah. just talking about, well, he played well last week, you know, it's a, it's a quite a straightforward equation. Yeah. But when you add in that you've got this Croatian international finished third at the World Cup, meant to be attracting interest, what, what are you doing with him now? Is he now on this? Is he just sitting waiting for this bid? And if it doesn't come, or if it doesn't come to the end of the window, does he not play for Celtic again? How does this work? The only name I've heard linked to Juranovic has been Monza in Serie A 
uh, and the, the the fee being talked about was seven million pounds. Now, I understand that he might want to go abroad, and Serie A is an attractive proposition, but not necessarily at a club like Monza, uh, where life will be a bit of a struggle, and the money is not anything like the kind of money that Celtic thought they might get for Juranovic. He's in an unfortunate position. He now has to bide his time, hope that a bigger club than Monza come along, hope that there's better money involved. Uh, so he's in an unfortunate position. With Dyson Maida, I think there comes a point where Celtic, as a club, are obliged to keep the best players. And, you know, if Juranovic went, the replacement is already there, in-house, Alistair Johnson. But uh, Dyson made it, I said it when he scored the Ibrox on Monday. People said he wasn't a natural goal scorer. He scored a fabulous goal against Hibs at Easter Road. And a few days later, he follows it up with a very, very good finish. I mean, we know Morelos made the mistake. Tavernier was uh, very poor in terms of trying to defend the goal. But... Dyson Maida really took it well at Ibrox. I think Celtic are obliged to keep him on the premises. If Juranovic goes, that's a different story. I, I, sorry, I, I was listening to Hugh there. I, I totally agree with him trying to keep your best players. And Maeda right now has fallen into that category. But if you look at Celtic's squad overall, I think David Friel's correct in what he says. As much as Postacoglu, I think Celtic fans have loved the transfer windows. He's brought in quality. They've improved it. Everyone, you could maybe see maybe one or two out of the full signings haven't hit the ground running. The rest have made massive impacts. But as a club, and the amount of players, and you've got players, Mark and I were looking at, players out on loan as well, the wage bill, everything. Somewhere along the line, you've got to balance the books. Now, if money come in from a premiership club, like Southampton for Maheda, then I think you would have to look at that. I actually don't think you even, no offence, you, do, you don't even need to go as far as wage bills, balancing the books, counting the players, Mark. You just have to listen to what Ange Postacoglu said. He said yeah. it clearly, multiple times, about get ready to see some of your favourites leave. Yeah. It might be Juranovic, this might Maeda, maybe a little, little bit of speculation, or perhaps... Jackie Marcus. Marcus, yeah. I think you'll see at least one of those go in this transfer window. And I think it's pretty refreshing. We've spoken about it in the show before, how you don't really hear a manager say that. Be prepared to see your favourites go because he wants this squad to keep evolving and be the best it possibly can be. Now, that means bringing in guys like Alistair Johnson, who he thinks is a ready-made replacement for Juranovic, Awata, Kobayashi, who he thinks are going to have an impact on the team, which then frees up players to go elsewhere. That is right. You look at the Celtic squad, 39, you know, first-team players. Now, 10 of them are out on loan just now. You've got t 29 at the club at the minute. Now, of course, there's some injured, but that's a big squad to be carrying. And I think Ange Postacoglu will be desperate to trim that because here's another problem, and, and you maybe see this sometimes when you're in the inside. If you're a manager or a coach and you've got 29 first-team players, if everyone's fit, and you're trying to put on a decent session that resembles something like match day, it becomes pretty difficult. Then you need to start dividing your squad and sending others to train, maybe do a bit with the fitness coach, which then upsets, you know, the full apple cart. So I think Ange Postacoglu will want to trim away some of the players that aren't getting game time, loaning them out or selling them on. But those big ones, Juranovic, Yakimakis, Maeda, I think one of them well, will with, be gone. With, with regard to Maeda, though, if you 
allow him to go and I, I accept Gordon's point about the money that might be on offer from Southampton another club who are in severe danger of relegation if you take the money and he goes you had better have someone who is as good if not better than him otherwise Hank you Sabanovic have, maybe well, <laughs> that's, but, I think that's the guy's well, point isn't it but otherwise you may risk weakening the team um, what, what did you make David of, of Michael Beale one thing that we'll I think everyone can say about Michael Beale is he's very clear in his press conferences he's, he doesn't really he doesn't hold much back you know he always tries to give an in-depth explanation about things um, and certainly that was the case on transfers making it pretty clear that he's already met a couple and no more loans at the moment yeah I thought the loan thing was <laughs> pretty pertinent given what happened last January with Amadiallo and, and Arne Ramsey yeah I, listen I think he's been pretty clear and concise in what he's wanting to do um, I think meeting players I think it's the best thing to do you know as someone said earlier on talking about you know you can get Zoom calls and all that sort of stuff he's always wanting to meet them look in the eye and see if they're, they're good enough and they want to be at Rangers it's just be interesting to see where he targets because again Rangers have a huge squad they've got a lot of players out injured at the moment but for me the kind of one area Michael Beale I don't know who he's been speaking to would be midfield I just think Rangers need legs and energy and also look at guys like Stephen Davis Scott Arfield Ryan Jack you know have Rangers seen the best of them I think probably so I think that'd be an area look at be looking to strengthen but yeah I think he's clearly got an idea of what he wants to do and I think he's quite right to just say no loans at all because I don't think it would do Rangers any good Gordon what did you make of that yesterday because Michael Beale talking about you know, no no loans he's broken his headphones look at this <laughs> look at the state of this guy honestly <laughs> panicked him when you brought him in he he's tried to headphones. put his headphones on in a hurry and he's broken them <laughs> producer Callum I, I've never... are they back uh, I'm fine yeah I am no it's... more loans what, what did you make of that uh, uh, I don't know about that. I think that there's a market there to bring loans in with uh, you know the option of permanently uh, signing them gone because I think it gives you the option to look at the player, get a feel for the players, see if he fits into your structure, feel, see if he feel, feels ho- at home at the club and can get, he play at that level. The Scottish game is completely different, we know that. Um, but he seems to have set this out, the fact that no... I want to get guys in here, I want to work with them, I've got a project, it's going to be long, I'm going to take the club forward, I was talking about steps last week, that he wants to go another 10 steps, he's very ambitious, Michael Bill, you've got to say, he's a massive club that has to start performing, I think the transfer window's massive for him, because of the pressure that his counterpart puts on him, Posha Coglu is good in the transfer market, can Michael Bill be the same? Just listening to it though, Fraser, didn't you correct me if you disagree? But it didn't sound like Michael Beale was saying he will never sign lone players or that he's against it. But right now he feels like he wants more certainty because Tillman's on loan, James Sands is on loan, Ryan Jack, Scott Arfield, their contracts are up. So Stephen Davis, but his season's over anyway. Um, Alfredo Morelos and Ryan Kent, we know their situation. So is rather than this being a blanket ban on loans, is this just an acknowledgement that Rangers need a bit more certainty? Yeah, I think it's maybe planning beyond the this season as well, Gordon. You know, you're absolutely right. There's so many players out of contract, and uh, whether they get a, a fee for some of them in this window or not is, is another matter. The, the, the older players, it's not, so they may well leave um, at their own volition or not get off the new contract at the end of the season. So huge turnaround, and if you want to to lessen that by getting the three players in just now that are going to be here for three years or three and a half years or something, then that that starts to build your build your squad. There's also the issue over over um, how much money you spend just now. I mean, quite often. The loan signings, when the, the old firm are neck and neck, and we've seen it over many years, and it's to just get that star player uh, to, to come in and try and turn that around. David's talked about Ramsey and 
DL. We've seen uh, Robbie Keane and we've seen uh, Bellamy who came in and went individually were brilliant, but Celtic didn't win the league that year and Rangers didn't win the league this year. So, you know, there's that gamble for a club as well, you know, and when you're looking at it, nine points, Rangers won't be saying this, but it's nine points, as he was saying, it's ten really would give them the goal difference. They're not going to catch that up, even if they bring in a top-name player on a short-term loan. So it's a lot of money to not catch the team above you. So that might be something that's in the back of their mind as, as well. But it sounds to me as if he's looking at players to come in for the next two or three years, you know, and try and be part of the team and just start that rebuilding process just now with two or three players in rather than having to go for seven or eight in the summertime. It lessens your, your burden in the, in the summer. As you said, Hugh, the biggest shock about all of this, we're now 18 hours on from last night's show, and you said, yeah. hold on a minute, how can Michael Beale have met two or three signing targets and no one has spotted him yeah. No one's taken a picture And stuck it on social media I thought maybe last night That would tease someone out of the woodwork Could say actually I clocked him I know who mm. it was I know where it was And yet nothing This I guy must move around In secret I looked at the social media this morning I saw a photograph of Tomoki Iwata Leaving uh, the airport in Tokyo And then I saw another photograph Of uh, Tomoki Iwata Arriving at Glasgow airport and that's the way people live their lives now. Footballers are under 24-hour surveillance. And somehow, Michael Beale has managed to speak to three football players in the city of Glasgow, <laughs> I assume, and nobody knows they're there. Um, I thought that his observation on the matter was terrific, that he didn't want Zoom calls. He wanted to look at them face-to-face, eye-to-eye, man-to-man, and find out if they liked the cut of their jib. Uh, so he's very serious about their business. Um and I think that he shows signs of saying, look, loans are not going to get us anywhere. We've tried it. It's not working. We need to get serious with Celtic. And we need to get players in who are ours the way Celtic do. And so that's why the three have been there. And I await David Field's resignation for not spotting any of them. <laughs> I think Tomoki Iwata, he's at Celtic Park. He'll do the whole... Introduction to the crowd Probably half time Maybe before the game Gabriel can tell us I think it will be Half time I liked his look yesterday See that yeah. Sort of cream Polonek The black jet I think you could pull that mm, off Yeah For, yeah. for the next transfer he, window He looks not unlike me actually <laughs> 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 On that note uh, Let's go back around the grounds next Because kick off Is just 20 minutes away The team With the biggest support In Glasgow and the West this is Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Hugh Evans, Mark Wilson, Gordon DL in the studio, the top team around the grounds, where they've got about 15 minutes to go until kickoff. Celtic against Kilmarnock. We've given you the teams uh, from that one. No huge surprises. Alistair Johnson keeps his place at right back. Juranovic on the bench. Aaron Moy. Uh, into the midfield in place of Matt O'Reilly and Jota does start this one uh, with James Forrest obviously making way after the game at Ibrox on Monday we will go back there uh, before kick-off let's take a look at some of the other fixtures Hugh and I suppose before we even get to the on-field action St Mirren Hearts today a nice poignant moment yeah. uh, before the game uh, with a minute's applause after the sad passing of Frank McGarvey well Frank uh, as well as being a, a Celtic legend with uh, 113 goals for Celtic he was twice at St Mirren won trophies with St Mirren scored bundles of goals for St Mirren made 300 appearances for St Mirren so his life in Scotland was split between Celtic Park and Love Street as it was then and I hope that some of Frank's uh, children are at the game today to bathe in, the, in the, the warmth of the response 
that the, the, the crowd will show. Uh, because Frank was really, as well as being a great goal scorer, he's one of Scottish football's terrific characters on and off the park. And it's desperately sad for the four children to lose their father uh, on New Year's Day. Uh, but Frank lived a great life as a football player and he entertained an awful lot of people. So I hope the family are there to enjoy the moment. And when the action does start, David Freel, it's Hearts are maybe a good um, good case study of just how fickle we can be um, in case anyone needs reminding. It feels like there was so much doom and gloom around Hearts because they were having a bit of a sticky spell. They were getting some heavy defeats in Europe. And, and Robbie Nielsen, I think he said it in the clip we played earlier, he always maintained throughout that that if they can just get to the World Cup break near enough, third round about that, start getting some players back, which, by the way, they've had even more injuries since then, but some players coming back, they'd be absolutely fine. And now, in the space of a couple of weeks, it does look like everyone's pre-season prediction that Hearts will have third place all their own way is pretty close. Yeah, I think he was spot on. That's a tough one for him today. You know, I spoke earlier about St Mern's home record. It is formidable. But yeah, I think Hearts are just hitting their groove now and Craig Gordon's injury was such a blow but good forward planning from the club getting Xander Clark in so Craig's out but you've got another Scotland international a Scotland squad keeper in to take his place and said earlier as well Lauren Shankland in the form of his life Gordon, um, you know, in, in with a chance of breaking records you know, he was talking about Frank McGarvey a, a great Scottish striker John Robertson's another one and no Hearts player since 1992 has actually scored 20 goals in a season Lauren Shankland's only two away from getting there so yeah, things are going in the right direction for Hearts they've, they've recruited Julie really well they're still looking uh, they're still obviously in the market for more I think Robin Nielsen will add three or four more in this window as well but uh, well I say today will be tough I do think they'll motor on and finish third no problem yeah Lauren Shanklin Gordon I know you appreciate an old fashioned goal getter and it looks like he's one of them I noticed Kyogo was player of the month for December yesterday he scored four goals in the month of December so did Lauren Shanklin you would imagine he wouldn't have been far off that conversation that's the yeah and, and and what makes it special for him as well Gordon I've been in the position let me tell you and it, you do think about it your manager believes in you that much you're a centre forward you're there to score goals he's a captain he's a leader now you know Craig Gordon's out he's been given the armband and he, he, he looks to me like he's thriving on that it's another bit of confidence another bit of belief I looked at Lauren Shanklin coming at Hearts at the beginning and sort of doubted it a little bit. You know, I, I thought, oh, I don't know if he's at that level to go and score the amount of goals. He has been absolutely brilliant for Hearts. And he'll keep scoring goals because his movement's getting better. He's composed. He knows how to take a penalty kick. He's leading by example just now. And he's a certainty to be in the next goal I hope squad. that Stevie Clark is paying attention to what's happening at Hearts because I think Xander Clark in a very short space of time has shown or should I say reminded everyone what a really good goalkeeper he is and our priority now is to find a replacement for uh, for Craig Gordon As it, also Shankland of course because of his goals you have to be in contention you simply have to be but what about Robert Snodgrass? Robert Snodgrass has been a revelation. Is he not hung up the old he's Scotland nah, boots? I think. He's retired. Well, well, certainly, you and I have got a better chance. Certainly, Shankland, I think, is in the running for a, a recall. Fifteen goals, nineteen appearances. What a what a turnaround that is in his career, coming to Hearts. Scott Brown had retired, incidentally, from international mm. football. He came back. <laughs> oh well. Um, <laughs> Petodre should be an interesting one. Dave Galloway. Are the are the locals getting a bit restless? I mean, a, a very quick glance at the league table. 
Shows you Aberdeen are in fourth So you might think What's all the drama But the recent run's been tough And I, from all the way down here uh, I detect that there are A few grumblings yes, And those grumblings Are getting louder With each game That goes by That Aberdeen lose Or fail to win Interesting to note Right now That uh, after the number of games Aberdeen have played this season They've actually got less points One point less Than they had After the same number of games Under Stephen Glass uh, Last season Uh, Looking at today's game I think how the match starts Could prove very influential If Aberdeen are quickly out of the traps Get their noses in front That could give them something to build on And and the so-called Red Army Would get behind the team But the team were booed off the pitch here remember on Monday after a, a pretty tepid goalless draw with Ross County and so Johnson will know you know that if they can frustrate their hosts it won't take much for the fans to turn on their team and Saints incidentally have a pretty decent record at Pittori they've only lost uh, on one of their last six league visits so I'd say a fascinating afternoon they're not the only ones Fraser Wishart I think Gordon Diel knows fine well Motherwell are in a bit of a sticky place um, and the arithmetic's still fine for, for Ross County But This has to go down Is that the type of game You're looking to take something from if you, if you do want to stay in the division Yeah, absolutely Gordon And the game against Motherwell Next week before we go into the, the, the cup ties as well Because although they're, they're Apparently three points adrift at the bottom If they win today Then they're, they're really putting Pressure on the teams above them But also even Livingston would be six points Off the bottom of the table And uh, I think Hibs would be five Off the bottom of the table On a poor run as well So a win today Just gives them that, that Gets them back in touch And gives them that Kind of bit of comfort Going into a big game Next uh, next week And I think I was talking to Roy McGregor I always enjoy Roy's company Had a, had a chat with him For 10-15 minutes beforehand And he, he said They were really pleased With the squad they put together Really pleased with the form Before the World Cup But they've only scored one goal And got one point since the World Cup and that was that draw that Dave was talking about as well and you know, you're talking about Lauren Shanklin scoring four goals in, in, in December um, the top scorer across all competitions in about 24-25 games for Ross County has got four goals uh, John White and O'Wara Edwards so clearly that's the problem last year they Reagan, Charles Cook and Hungbo who kicked on after 10-12 games and were absolutely outstanding supplying White to the middle and they haven't quite kicked off this season especially after this, this World Cup so a key few weeks I think for Ross County as long as they can keep in touch they'll put pressure on the teams above them because everybody's dropping points all over the place so uh, a couple of wins for Ross County everything's rosy a couple of defeats in the next seven, seven days and I think the pressure begins to build Yes the mood can all change in one afternoon and that's what lies ahead we're looking forward to it greatly the three o'clock kickoffs are not far away and we will go back to Celtic Park next The winning team all season long this is Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Kick off fast approaching in the three o'clock games. Teams about to come out at Celtic Park. Let's go back there, get a build up, get a refresh of the team news with Gabriel. Yeah, thanks, Gordon. Quite an emotional You'll Never Walk Alone was just belted out around Celtic Park. Highlights of Frank McGarvey's greatest goals beamed around the stadium. As I said, the crowd emotional and up for this one, Celtic against Kilmarnock. Ange Postacoglu's men looking to get back to winning ways after that draw with Rangers in the old firm on Monday. They're looking to extend their lead at the top of the table to 12 points as well, which would be a huge lead this early in the season. I'll give you a quick run-through of the teams again. Uh, Postacoglu has made three changes from the team that came out at Ibrox. Uh, in goal, it's Joe Hart, a back four of Alistair Johnson, Cameron Carter-Vickers, Carl Stahlfeldt and Alexandro Bernabe. In midfield three of captain Callum McGregor, Rayo Hattati and Aaron Moy. 
with Jota, Dyson Maida and Kyogo Furuhashi the front three. The substitutes, Bain, Yakimakis, Abada, Jens, Turnbull, Kobayashi, O'Reilly, Forrest and Juranovic. And they did beat Kilmarnock 5-0 a couple of months ago, but Kilian much improved since then. Uh, Derek McInnes has named a team in a 5-3-2 formation, Sam Walker in goal. We think it'll be Lewis Mayo, right wing back with Ben Crescenti, left wing back, Chris Stokes, Ash Taylor and Joe Wright in the middle of defence. Alan Power, Liam Polworth and Rory McKenzie in the middle uh, with Scott Robinson and new signing Kyle Vassell up top on the bench for them. Hemmings, Sanders, Waters, McEnroy, Leons, Alston, Armstrong, Murray and Deutsch. The two teams just emerging from the tunnel in front of me, led out by captain Cal McGregor. And as I say, Gordon, the task is simple for Celtic. Can they move 12 points clear? And they want to put on a show as well. A few goals, that's what the crowd here want. A packed-out Celtic park. Can't wait for this one. Kickoff is coming up next. Clyde One Super Scoreboard Goal Flashes with Clyde Built Home Improvements. Trade accounts available now. Call them today. Come on down then, Gordon Dale, Mark Wilson, Hugh Keevens. How is this one going to pan out today? How are the rest of the games looking on your ACA? There was an edge to Ange Postacoglu yesterday and all the things he had to say to the press. I think he's been in the dressing room this afternoon saying, look, let's get this thing over the line as soon as possible. And they have the chance today not only to get three points at home, but to score a few goals. So I take Celtic to win. I take Hearts to beat St Mirren and Paisley. I draw at Ross County and Livingston. And Aberdeen will surely get the first win in six against St Johnston. I'm very similar to you. I think Celtic will stroll to victory this afternoon against Kilmarnock. I think Hearts will beat St Mirren to consolidate third at the end of play. I think Ross County will get a win against Livingston up there in Dingwall. And Aberdeen surely will beat St Johnston. Full house at Celtic part for me. I think St Mirren Hearts will be an absolute cracker Draw I said to Mark I fancy my, my one today My nap is Ross County to beat Livingston They need a result And surely Jim Goodwin With new players mm. in Well backed At Pataudry Red Shed Dave Galloway <laughs> Aberdeen to win The Celtic tend to set the tone early And, and then you get a feeling for it Because it I wouldn't argue that this looks like an, an open and shut case of Celtic winning and winning comfortably yeah. if, you, if you look on paper but you just remind yourselves of some of similar games like this against similar opposition you'll remember beating Livy 2-1 at home just before Christmas uh, the home game before that was the 2-1 against Ross County I think when Motherwell came earlier in the season it also finished 2-1 you know there have been a, just one or two occasions to you where it just they're never looking danger of losing the game as such or, or dropping points but it's just not always easy to go and blow teams away you'll tell in the first 10 minutes how Celtic are uh, they tend to be that way they set the tone early at Easter Road uh, they were a couple of goals ahead by half time uh, they were clearly dominant um, they dominated the first half at Ibrooks and then lost their way in the second half so you can't second guess but he's, Ange Postecoglou has picked a very, very strong team and the bench is ridiculously strong Celtic can only be the winners against Coman otherwise otherwise, they've had the off day to end all off days The players that he's brought in though you know, Moy will be hungry to, to get back into the fold and try and kind of make that position his own put his name in the team sheet before O'Reilly's you look at the other the, the left hand side 
of the forward three when Yota coming back in some see he's went off the boil but it comes on at Ibrox and he affects the game so he'll be desperate for a good performance and the left back how's Burnaby feeling when he could have went on last week at Ibrox he was overlooked he saw the guy ahead of him have a nightmare but now he is in he's got to make that left back position his own while Greg Taylor's injured do we now know how these pan out Gordon is, is there mm. any way this game doesn't unfold with Kilmarnock Sticking everyone or as many people as they can behind the ball, trying to make it stuffy, and if it even comes close to working, if Celtic's advantage is limited to even a couple, we are guaranteed to get calls at five o'clock, yeah. bemoaning the fact that Kilmarnock did that. Like they'll go there with the game plan, and Derek McInnes has every right because you're up against it. Celtic are going to have the majority of the ball. Underdogs can win football games, Gordon. Let's not be kidded here, uh, but it's going to take some bit of luck Celtic to be right off it today I'm with the, the guys I think the, f- the freshening up from Monday's game with Jota in there Burnaby down the left hand side Moy who would have been disappointed not to start um, I just think we'll have far far too much Johnson right back I thought he was brilliant in his debut making his debut at Celtic Park as well um, yeah it will be difficult because Derek will have them well organised it may get to the second half it may be patient they might get an early goal I don't know but the one thing I'm sure is like every Celtic fan in there I am positive Celtic are going to have three points by the end of the great to hear from David Friel just prior to kick off as well he's telling us it's absolutely packed at St Mirren against Hearts well there is a game in the making you know St Mirren uh, they are the one in Celtic's record of one defeat in 52 games it was at St Mirren and the Hearts are coming in terrific form the way they beat Hibs dismissed Hibs Shankland to make him captain is an inspired move Snodgrass has been an inspired signing uh, Xander Clark has taken away a lot of the disappointment following Craig Gordon's awful injury so that's a heck of a game for, in the making. For all the talk about Hearts this season and then Aberdeen, if Simmerin beat Hearts today, they go within two points. You know? yeah. I mean, what a job that is. And a game in hand. Yeah, yeah. Unbelievable job Stephen Robinson's doing there. So as, that'll be a cracker. Right, strap yourselves in then. It's never a dull day in Scottish football, that's for sure. Always high drama, always controversy, always big talking points. Kilmarnock have been claiming for a penalty inside the first <laughs> oh, 20 seconds. Oh, no. That would have been popular. <laughs> Um, so we'll keep an eye <laughs> on everything that's happening out there this afternoon Whilst we get ourselves up and running, Hugh Keevans, if you don't mind, let's okay. do it The First Half Teaser With the scottishsun.co.uk slash football For the best football news and opinion online There is a wonderful old-fashioned Scottish football world, <laughs> world in this uh, I will explain it for younger people like Mark Wilson <laughs> Name the last seven players who've scored at least a brace In an old firm game Now a brace, children, if you're listening Gosh. carefully Is two goals Name the last seven players who've scored at least a brace In an old firm game I like it, it's simple What are the answers though? At Clyde SSB Send all of the answers on one tweet Over there to at Clyde SSB and do it before everyone else does That is the aim of the game So get cracking on that first half teaser Let's see how many you can come up with And let's see how quickly you can do it At Clyde SSB No goals anywhere in Scotland to tell you about As far as I can remember Just the one 
postponement, I think, so far due to the weather, and it was a cracker as well. It was no. a top of the table clash in League Two between Dumbarton and Stirling Albion. That is off. Uh, we have had our first goal down the leagues, the League Two. Bonnie Rig Rose nil, Albion Rovers won. Um, Charlie Riley after seven minutes. Great start to the season for him and carrying. Uh, picking up where he left off I should say in the first half of the campaign so Charlie Riley's got Albion Rovers one up no goals anywhere else and I will keep you up to speed on whatever is taking place Miofsky's gone through for Aberdeen but Remy Matthews blocking his effort how Aberdeen could do with a quick start yeah uh, anything uh, would suit Jim Goodwin to have four defeats in the bounce and then play Ross County at Pataudry and fail to score a goal no wonder they're doing goal flashes with Clydebilt Home Improvements. Up and running nice and early, I like it. St Mirren 1, Hearts 0. It was Strain with a free kick. He's found the back of the net beyond Xander Clark. And David Friel was telling us that is packed at the Smyza Stadium where the home section will be absolutely delighted with that start. Fourth minute, Ryan Strain, free kick, and it's St Mirren 1, Hearts 0. It did take a deflection, but it was still a great hit, and of course they all count. Deflection won't bother Stephen Robinson one bit, and the strain is on Hearts now. I like it. I see what you did there. <laughs> Yeah. I've got I've got to say uh, I did say at five to three I thought David was in for a terrific game. Obviously the crowd atmosphere will help that as well. Uh packed place, but what a start from since Mirren. Home side and if you look at the record and we touched upon it, Hearts have a big job to do now. Uh, Kelty Hearts have gone one up at Jim Duffy's Clyde. Tam aware, a player that Jim Duffy used to manage, I'm sure. Uh, he's scored inside four minutes there as well. So Clyde nil, Kelty Hearts one. Great start though, St Mirren, Mark. Unbelievable. Um, Stephen Robinson, it's talking about it five minutes ago, the job that he's done there, and he's made it really difficult for teams, especially at the Smyza Stadium, to get any sort of results. Seen that earlier on the season when Celtic went there, and we always refer back to that because we've just seen a Celtic team steamroller everybody almost, and, uh, and they came undone in that afternoon. But that was down to how St Mirren played, and it's pretty similar. Today against Hearts Hearts are by far the favourites Been great this season But St Martin knows he's in front You can see already Gordon The challenge for Kilmarnock Because it's one thing Sort mm. of stopping Celtic And taking the ball off them But if you can do that Can you then keep it For more than a split second Can you get out I mean there was one where The 1-2 wasn't quite right Kilmarnock intercepted it I think it was Maeda Who got it a bit wrong Um but then quick as a flash Aaron Moy Who's not known even As one of Celtic's Best pressers of the ball He comes in Takes it back off The Kilmarnock back line And they go again I think I think we're all guilty Of that by saying Look If you're going to defend When you get the ball You've got to take care of it You've got to try and give Your, your defence a bit of a respite But it's the pressure That Celtic put you under Especially at home They have trigger points The minute a ball goes to Say a left wing back Every player knows his job To cut off It was the same at Ibrox When they got the goal From Maeda The minute um, Morelis got his head down To hit that ball Celtic players were already in position In fairness to Kilmarnock Mark not, It's not a It's not yet It's not ten men across the no, edge of the box They're actually enough. pressing quite aggressively Yeah You know maybe 30 yards out You know when, when Celtic get into that Derek McInnes has come up against this often and he, he understands you could put 10 men behind the ball this team's good enough if you allow them territory they will break you down in the final third so he's chose a different option he's, he's chose to get after the Celtic players it's a dangerous tactic if you leave space I'm just looking at rotations with Hitati and Moy and the two Celtic fullbacks 
she's an opposition player. That's incredibly difficult to pick up, you know, when they, they keep interchanging and Johnson's coming in and Burnaby's coming in and Hitati and Moy are going wide. Mm-hmm. It is difficult. So dangerous, leave a lot of space, but it's brave. Well, it's a good Kilmarnock shape so far, you'd have to say. It's interesting. We'll keep an eye on how well, it pans out. All the more brave because they play Celtic again next weekend in, in a, yep. a cup tie. Uh, and you don't want to do any psychological damage by losing too heavily at Celtic Park. But Aberdeen made no attempt to play football against uh, Rangers, uh, or Celtic, I beg your pardon, and they got dogs abuse from their own fans and everyone else. Uh, and Callum McGregor got a late goal anyway. So I commend Derek McInnes for saying, right, OK, within our limits, let's try and make a game of it. Uh, Billy Mackay's opened the scoring for Inverness at Arbroath. Arbroath nil, Inverness 1. Uh, and Billy Mackay still scoring goals at that level. He scored many over his years here in Scotland. That's his 10th of the season. Got a hat-trick on Monday, didn't he, against Cove Rangers? Six. Mm. And uh, he's opened the scoring today. Led to the departure of Jim uh, McIntyre. And then comes... Paul Hartley again return you know, what Paul a return Hartley. that is seven, seven months maybe since he was there mm-hmm. before didn't he last long down straight south to, straight to work uh, I seen him last night doing his homework at Starts Park uh, Dundee and Ruth Rovers did you enjoy it last night? Do, yeah I enjoyed the game um, I like to sit and watch my team I don't like the, the pitch you know that wouldn't have been for me too many injuries Gordon but um, great memories here. what's up with the pitch? it's Sasha Tufnick alright oh, uh, I just sat there and I I looked at every sort of a part of the ground and where I used to score my goals and, <laughs> you know, my link-up play and where I used to get presented with my money mm. match awards, my B&Q. <laughs> I cannot believe you're actually in the Hall of Fame somewhere. I'm in the Hall of Fame I know, twice. Twice, I know. I just can't believe... You'll need to take me up and show me. Is that, there something on the wall? There's statues and everything up there of me. You'll need to take right? us up. We'll need to go up one time so I can actually see how people treat you up there. Because oh, I, I cannot it was a good believe game, it. Though. It was, it was yeah. a good game in the championship last night. Wraith won, Dundee won. 1 0 to Wraith at half time, and then <laughs> Dundee equalised <laughs> no, no. in the, the second half. Um, Celtic are not quite clicking uh, yet in their passing, you have to say. Aberdeen are making the early running. Duke has headed. McCrory's cross wide Queen's Park Championship leaders Are one up at Cove Simon Murray So not a good start There for Paul Hartley um, And Ryan Christie Scotland International Has equalised for Bournemouth Against Burnley um, and, um, In the FA Cup game Down there Well I said You can always tell Within the first 10 minutes How Celtic are going to be uh, And You know Kilmarnock are trying to Pick a game of it And Celtic are just Slightly off the pace But yeah. You scratch your head. I mean, how could they possibly not win this game with the, the, the talent that's on the park and on the bench? Just mention that Cove versus Queen's Park game, Gordon. I always fascin- fascinates me, those two, because the journey both of them have went on, you know, especially Cove coming through a division so quickly, investing a lot of money into it, getting to a certain level. And then obviously Paul left and found it difficult at that level. But Queen's Park sort of emulating what they were doing and they've came about it the same way but had better success in the championship and they mm. looked to be, have overtaken yeah. obviously Cove now I, I don't know the figures I don't know what players earn so I'm going to be very general here and someone can absolutely pick me up if I'm reading this wrong but it, it doesn't it doesn't look like Cove are over invested for the championship no. or anything yeah, does it looks right. like that sort of slowed down a bit and well Fraser Five he was a big one when he went he to Cove and he was there in League 2 was he not? League 2 and he was reportedly earning more than 
anybody could could dream at that level and you could see it with his play you know I came up against him he was head and shoulders above anybody but then once they've got to the championship you're right it kind of stunted a bit where Queen's Park have invested even some of their own players that they bring in they're looking to get out of this league as soon as I mean, possible. they're still part time, aren't they, Cove? So yeah, that, yeah. That would, that I think would Paul was talking about being a big inclusion next year. Talking about championship, it's a big day for my club in their area United. I'm, I'm seeing them slapping down that table, and I'm feeling terrible. Um, you know, down the third, they were a piece. I've never seen an airman so delighted to see his team on the slide. In case someone does statue. Well, the statue will be erected. Absolutely. If, no if they get promoted, the Gordon Dale <laughs> statue will be torn down. But they're putting it, <coughs> they're putting it outside so the pigeons can get at it. St <laughs> Mirren fans will be enjoying the start to the game against Hearts. Not only has Ryan Strain put them one up from a free kick, they've started really brightly, looking good, looking good for their leaders for Aberdeen. They could definitely be doing with a quick start. And we now know what Matty Kennedy's capable of from free kicks. If Unbelievable! We before, it was a stunning effort, wasn't it? Uh, where did that come from? Uh, well, he's just curled another one wide. I mean, it was an outstanding, uh, outstanding goal, and you just think I've never seen that before from Matty Kennedy. What was he? Twenty-five yards out into top corner for a player to do that. You expect to see it a wee bit more. They'll than get, they'll get a good squad up there now. Obviously, the introduction of another two players, an old favourite coming back, uh, old favourite of mine, uh, Shinny. I wish him all the very best. Um, in his second re- his return to Petorri I'm sure he'll do very well very talented player got a lot of lot of positive things to say about I wish, him I wish we had some sort of player cam on you when Shinny came up to you he wasn't even sitting he was do you remember Gordon was very unfair in his criticism of Graham Shinney after a Scotland yes, game yes. and then Graham Shinney pulled him up about it at Petodri one day sure, we'll, we'll, we'll set the scene there's someone <laughs> between Shinny and myself and then it's Alice and Alison's nudging me going he keeps looking at you <laughs> 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 and then it's a half time obviously we're off air and he's got his neck round and I'm thinking oh I need to face I this. love that from him do you know what uh, why not I, I, you're going to run yeah, your mouth on here yeah you would have been so nervous I was like me? No, it was that Wilson and Keevis. <laughs> uh, Burnaby and Hatati giving the ball away quite often for Celtic in these early stages. Nothing doing in front of goal. Here's a f- three letters I've not uttered yet today. VAR, a quick check for handball after a Shanklin shot uh, in Paisley, but play on um, in that one. There's so. times, uh, and I'm sure. Gordon and Mark will have known it in their career there are times when you are so overwhelmingly the favourite and so overwhelmingly the better team it doesn't work out that way and that's you know so far at Celtic Park it's just not coming off for Celtic and the only reason that that was the first time because I think I forgot to tell you it was so early in the Celtic game I think they had a a quick look did they uh, uh, Kilmarnock penalty shoot penalty Mm. yeah um Inside the Celtic box early on, I don't think it. Well, it obviously didn't come to much, but I don't think there was much of a enough a delay though. Either. If, uh, enough though, if you're in the stadium at Celtic Park, you, you would have got a wee bit nervous because Kelly player went down. There well, was so, someone in the Kilmarnock team management or fan base will say if that was at the other end, because <laughs> these are the <laughs> types sure. of things we I'm hear sure they would have. Uh, quite often. Derek McInnes will be, I think, delighted, Gordon, with the start. Not to say that they've. 
Yeah, I, 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 I they've attacked that often, but they're not doing a bit more than people would have expected. Of course, you don't want to lose an early goal, but in defence of Celtic, we're already saying, oh, well, we don't know if they're at it. There's 15 minutes on the clock. The game's hardly warmed up. It takes time. You're, you know that Derek McInnes, very experienced manager, will have them well drilled, well organised, know when to drop off, not leaving space in behind for the, the pace of the wide men of Celtic. But it, it becomes tiring if you keep chasing it. But Derek McInnes will be hopeful that his players can just keep the concentration. But I don't, I, I'm not in the camp of, well, we know Celtic, um, if they're not at it for the first 15 minutes. This is a yeah, team with quality exactly. players that just can kick into gear. Mark, oh, you're far I, too kind. Well, no, that's the thing. This Celtic team finish games stronger than they probably do starting it. That's the that's the thing with a side. So that effect, I think the Celtic teams in the past, you you'd be totally right with saying first 10, 15 minutes. If they don't get a goal, then they run out of ideas. I think it's the opposite well, for the side. Of course it is, because they haven't dropped any other points apart from the Rangers game and the St Mirren game yeah. in the last 50 They're or whatever. So far too kind. <laughs> Give Moy off and get O'Reilly on. I do need to watch this I before like the saying, what is it? They're making heavy, heavy wear. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You think he would learn his lesson? Yeah. Yeah. Shug wants a substitution. <laughs> um, <laughs> Mix the, it up. You made a... I think it's a good point Mark Some people might think It's a completely pointless observation And I couldn't argue too much That game at Rugby Park When Celtic won convincingly Earlier yeah. this season That feels like a lifetime ago I don't know why yeah. It just, it just, the just world, does The World Cup Made everything feel yeah. like A lifetime yeah. ago Looking back on the results Doing our research like we do When I saw that I thought Is that this season? It just so long ago But I remember Celtic Being particularly good That day I thought That could have been a tricky encounter for yep. them You know A hot day on that AstroTurf Everything becomes a wee bit sticky When you're trying to Play Celtic's Fast passing game uh, They just Took command to the cleaners Some outstanding goals You remember Jota's one 25 yards out Jakimakis I think scored an overhead kick Did Morrissey yeah. not also score an overhead yeah, kick? Yeah, he did yeah. That's right Yeah and Starfield even Get in the act that yep. day So it was a Terrific performance what an afternoon it's been for Strain. He's picked up a strain after oh, scoring oh, oh. a free kick and he's off already. <laughs> oh. He's scored his free kick. He's um, holding the old groin area. Oh, that's the, and the headline writers tomorrow. <laughs> off he goes. Make it easy. Groin strain. Yeah, yeah. Groin, there we go. You've written it for them. Um, so there we go. Well, that is a blow. Uh, of course, when you go one up and the guy that scores you the goal it has to go off, it disrupts your plans. So I'll be back to a blow for. Mr. Mirren manager there Ryan Flynn Has come on In his place So an early change For St Mirren But they are a goal up They were good for it um, Certainly deserving Of their lead In that opening Exchanges And it is the only goal That we've got so far Well You know Stephen Robinson Deserves immense credit For what he's doing At St Mirren um, As if beating Celtic Wasn't enough You know If he holds on To this One goal advantage then he's got uh, two points behind Hearts and a game in hand. I mean, this stuff really ought not to be happening for St Mirren. I think it's all down to their home record, obviously, Hugh. Yeah. As, as any manager will tell you, seeing the league outside the, the top two, win your home games and go and try and pick up points in the road, and St Mirren are certainly doing that in abundance, but still a, still a bit of game time in Paisley yet, when especially with... The, the quality of Shankland and the players that Hearts have got at their disposal. Elgin nil East 5 1. Stuart Murdoch on 19 minutes. 
Uh, Hugh, let's take a quick visit to that teaser if you don't mind. Yeah, name the last seven players who've scored at least a brace in an old firm game, a brace being two goals. Name the last seven who've done that. Uh, good response actually to that teaser. I can already see some of you making um, fairly easy work of it. But let's try and point you in the right direction right. and do some wrong answers if we can tell you what, it's a good effort from from most that I can see so far. Really good effort. Sean, sorry to do this to you, Mark. Sean's gone for Daniel Kuzan. No, he's not there. Mm, that was just the one he scored, I think. Was when he shrugged me off. Three about that. Distill. Stu C wants to throw in the likes of James Forrest. No. Chris mm. Commons. Either thought, but no. Okay, and I can see what we've gone here. Mm. Uh, where was that one I wanted no. to read out? It's just disappeared for yeah. some reason. I think he is. Um, I can see a couple of shouts for Henrik Larsson. Again, you would have thought so, well, but it's, no, it must not, be not in the last, last ten. Yeah, if he ever did so. Not in uh, last seven. Last sorry, seven, not yeah. in the last seven. Right, keep them coming then. At what? Clyde SSB. Why is it called a brace? You what? What is the reference here? You know, it's like Gordon earlier on said that uh, my nap. I don't, I don't really know what that means. What is my sleep? He's got his sleep high. No, no, no. <laughs> um, I don't know. I really don't know. I just picked it up throughout the years. Oh, brace. brace means a pair of something killed in hunting. Brace has an origin in Old French. So basically, when a player scores two goals, it's related to the act of hunting, hence scoring a brace. There you are. Every day of school so much day. info in that mm-hmm. head, Gordon. That was, that was impressive. Almost yeah, like you were reading, reading that. Yeah. <laughs> um, I couldn't have looked it up that quickly, surely. Yeah. We've got one of these. This is a big one. There's some great work being no, done. Oh, that's the wrong button. <laughs> Come on. Goal flashes with Clyde Built Home Improvements. Maybe give you a little clue as to who it was that scored, though. It's Aberdeen. They've taken the lead at home to St Johnston. Duke, nice turn and finish. A free kick from Clarkson, Leighton Clarkson. And Duke with the finish That is what the Aberdeen fans needed today Yeah, yeah. it doesn't take the heat off That will be the case at full time If you've won the match The heat will come off a little bit But it calms everything down Because the crowd at the end of the game against Ross County Were hostile And you have to just keep them on your side And that goal does that yeah, I think a goal in the first, you know, 20-25 minutes settles the crowd down, settles the players down as well. Of course, the coaching team because Jim will be under no illusions, you know, the pressure that he would be under if they didn't oh, get a result. Oh, oh, oh. VAR review with Clyde Built Home Improvements. Just checking the Aberdeen goal, oh. so maybe premature. Uh, Burnaby seems to keep giving it away for Celtic. Gabriel, who's at the game, is describing it as very flat uh, so far. 21 minutes, we're about, in fact, we're about a, a midway through the first half, so quite a flat start at Celtic Park. And it's offside. Duke's goal oh. does not count. So, as and I was saying, Jim will know the pressure he's under now. <laughs> offside, black and white. Glad VAR's there, or that goal would have stood incorrectly. Well, yeah? It, this, no? yeah? Yeah. Everyone on board. Oh. 100%. <laughs> This is the way Jim Goodwin's luck is running at the moment. Ah, what's luck about that? It's it's offside. Offside. Yeah. Yep. But he thought he thought in his own mind, ah, good, a goal. And now that's the, thought did. That's the only thing I, I would have hated now to be involved in VAR. 
the celebrations. The celebrations. Yeah, you get carried away. You love it. You're celebrating. You're away there celebrating with the crowd and all of a sudden. What was your celebration? Oh, the I cup remember, final again. No, remember, remember the one. That's how you do it. some great celebration. It's not the cup final. Someone sent me one. one. Remember what? It's horrendous. He sort of runs over and he goes like down on one knee. Oh, like, and, funnily enough, would you believe? <laughs> um, but not, and in, that, a, not and in that regard. And my wife popped out. <laughs> she, um, popped, she, she popped out the crowd. You've never seen like, that one? No, I'm committed to you. I, I I'll try so. and find it. He goes down on one knee and he sort of points yeah. forward with the right hand. It's so old school. It sounds like it's a sort of that's what I. I'm all about. Oh, uh, it's well, awful. That's, that was his saying. That he, he said that in the cup final. That was really when he, 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 he kind of when he was heading the ball and said, "That's what I'm all see about." See when I got, see when I got to about 180 go, I was getting bored. I'm thinking, what can I do now? That's I'm still what more I'm all to do. About. I was against Aberdeen because that's uh, Hugh, a history of Scottish football in a hundred objects says nap is short for Napoleon after a French card game where players shout Napoleon when they think they've won. There we go. Oh, so what's that in right. reference just to? Just educating your, everyone. Your result, your nap. I don't they? know, but people do that. Do you see, like, is that your guarantee? Yeah, that yeah, you're saying, yeah, like the one yeah that's my nap. Yeah. yeah. I've never yeah, heard that. I'm a Napoleon, whatever way you want to put it. <laughs> that could be my Napoleon. Maybe, do you know what? It's just, it's all starting to come back to me now. I think you've you've overdone it with the going down on one knee yeah. in your private life and in your professional life with your celebration. Maybe that's why you're going in for... Knee surgery yeah. on oh. Tuesday because you just wear and tear. Yeah, as the saying goes, it's, it was always down the left hand side as well. That's I think that was the problem. Are we any closer to establishing whether Mark Wilson and myself He's, can do the show from your hospital bed on Tuesday? I, I'm not even going down that road with him. I, I'm disgusted with his behaviour first and foremost. Oh, oh, you know, I looked after him at Airdrie. Got my good job. What's this got to do with Weighed him? Weighed him right in. I, all I want's a lift. He won't even give me a lift to the hospital. He won't even pick me up. He won't give me a lift. <laughs> At quarter to seven in the morning and Tuesday morning. <laughs> now I've got two kids. I've got a school run. He's wanting me to ditch my two kids. They're teenagers. To take him to the hospital. <laughs> they can find their own way. Uh, uh, they are. are they both teenagers? No, no they're not. Exactly. No. I don't think so. No, one's a teenager. One's not. There you go. <laughs> you, you honestly want him to drive I would have from his house, which is nowhere near yours, all the way to Motherwell, pick you up, take you to a Glasgow hospital, yeah. I won't reveal which one. Yeah. You what, think what? he's going to do Why would he do that? Because right. I, I would do it for him. No, you wouldn't. Yeah, you I would. would. But it's the fact he overlooked the kids in the school run, he just said, What time do you head into your office on Tuesday? Homeschooling. Uh, but back in eight, half nine. Uh, could you give me a lift? Do you know something? No. I, I guarantee no. you, right? I'll guarantee you right now If I had the ass that lad Sitting up in Dingwall He would come and get me Fraser? Yes Fraser? Fraser. Yeah me and Fraser Spent a lot of years in here And he always says to me Daz you ever need anything? Well we'll ask him at half time Let's yeah, see what he's got to say for himself All day long I'll tell you that's one thing About Fraser David Field's got David Field sent me the image We spoke about it the other night It's Charles Green In the hospital bed <laughs> With the gown on Jim White At the end of the bed Only you're Charles Green and Mark and I are Jim White. Do you know what I'm about? And that's not rhyming do you slang. Know what, do you know what he put in my head the other night there? I'm a bit concerned about. Know how they give you that gown? I'm no good at tying the back of that. <laughs> yeah. I do There's not. There's people out there eating the lunch, for goodness sake. <laughs> it's awkward. I know what you mean. It's I awkward do not to get why the old hands. down that hall with the, the teeth going for left to right. Yeah. yeah I that's going to be nice. Uh, Come on. <laughs> People across <laughs> the nation are just going to put off their lunch. Do you, do you want just me to when they put you to sleep, though? Do you want me to change the subject? <laughs> I'm not, I just I want them to agree that we can do it. I don't know if the NHS would have anything to say. I don't know if... Come in for the... Come in for the... Talk some nonsense when you come in for that anaesthetic. That'd be good. No different. 
So I'll be back to my usual best on Thursday. So you're in on Monday because yeah. you're off on Tuesday, Tuesday. right? Okay, I've got recovery to... Wednesday. I'll probably get Matt to pick me up Thursday. <laughs> I'm not picking you up anything. I'm not taxi <laughs> driver. <laughs> Whatever happened to the taxi driver that picked you up to take you to uh, um, Hydro... Robbie Williams? Could he come? Yeah, he what? was. A, he was great. He was a great lad. By the way, I'll tell you what. Great selection these sweets. Oh, yeah, the sweets in the front and everything with the Chris and Juice for me. Oh, that that actually genuinely does remind me. Mm-hmm. Do you remember? But when was that? About a month ago, maybe more. He made a big song and dance, and we spoke about it in the show because he wanted tickets to see Blue. Yeah, and remember we exposed uh. them because we <laughs> thought it was ludicrous, and we played lots of Blue songs, and we had good fun, and people kept tweeting in about it. Yeah, there was a development this week. We got an official complaint. Now remember the lengths that he went to He pestered producer Callum for the tickets He then went above producer Callum He skipped over He went above producer Callum's head To pull more strings to get these tickets Right? (laughs) Backstage (laughs) And it turns out The complaint we received during the week Was that that seat was left empty And you did not go No, no, no It was like the same situation with Mark I ended up in the dance floor. I ended up in the space down the stairs, so I could swing ah, the hips. Well, that's oh, not what the, oh, no, that was that was the official record if shows. If you're going to do your homework, do it correctly. What was their opening song then? Um, stand up. Or no, something? it wasn't. Sit down. All right. <laughs> All right. You can't do that with your song. What did they finish with? You always remember which song a band finishes with. Do you honestly I think I remember a band no, finish? Gen- I'm, I'm usually in the car. This has got nothing to do with my homework. I'm just telling you, someone got in touch to essentially complain that after the links you went to, that that seat was left empty. You can leave it up to the public to decide whether they believe the that you moved somewhere else. I don't think they'll have your back. What I'm telling you is there was a complaint received that you did not fulfil the seat that you were given. I was there. Monday night. After? 19th. After. The night the worked at Monday night. Doors open seven fifteen. Do you believe him? I was there. I don't believe him. Hundred percent. I don't there. because we I'll, would have I'll heard tell you more. What, please, about blue. Look, I know sorry seems to be the hardest word, well, right? Yeah. But just apologise <laughs> for not going. <laughs> just apologise to everybody. <laughs> I wish there was really famous. Did they play that one? Did they? That's an one. I was up in the. Da- <laughs> I went to the dance, but. You've been exposed in a bad way, Mark Wilson. I feel bad for you now as well. Why? Fran has called in. Connor has mentioned it. So's Mr. <laughs> RFK. The schools are on strike on yes! Tuesday, so there's, oh, no, no! there's no school yes! run. You'll need to take the oh, dazzler yes! to the hospital. So they are. Ah, well done, guys. Come yeah. on and help me with my gown. Well done. <laughs> oh. This is why you don't drive. You don't get roped into this sort of stuff. Yeah. Oh, Easy. That's made my By the way, no the listeners are, are on the ball, aren't they? Yes, they are. Air United won Hamilton Aki's nil. Josh Mullen on 32 minutes. And at a similar time in the game, really not not a, not much of a sniff of goal mouth action for Celtic, Mark. Not really, no. You know, plenty of possession. Was there a Jota shot? That yeah, was kind of deflated easy, through. Easy, easy, but by this stage at Celtic Park, they've usually created a couple of chances, but no, nothing they, to... They have only one nope. hope now. And that is... On 85 minutes, I say they have made a monumental mess of this. And then, <laughs> and then they, they ram are. it down your throat. Yeah. That tends to be... That's the only me. hope they have. I told you, 15 minutes is plenty of time to make up your mind. The rubbish, 
and it's time to get a few changes made, get a badder <laughs> on. He's the late goal scorer. Do you know, uh, let's give a little credit to Kamara. Yeah, done I think, really well, haven't yeah, they? Yeah, well organised, you know, not giving Celtic the space. Derek's obviously been doing a lot of homework, working very hard in the training ground. But I keep getting back to it. I don't think the manager of Celtic would be standing there thinking, oh, this could be a bad day for us. I think they've still got plenty in the tank. Surely, Fraser, it's a long way to go, Dingwall, if he's not going to get any goals. We need to get that man some goals, surely, up there. Oh, he's a he's a master at that. He'll get goals. I think I think that that will come to life. I think once the first one goes oh, in. Well, right on cue. Andrew Shinney's had a goal ruled out for offside oh. by the assistant ref. VAR review with Clyde Built Home Improvements. Just having a look, double checking, and if this is the second goal of the afternoon already, that you need VAR to confirm. Then you would just have to say VR's been a resounding success here because I mean otherwise these things would so, be. It's only scored, but it's been ruled already. out and they're checking to see if it should have yeah. stood. Ah, oh, I like these ones. I hope it does stand. I like these ones when it's proved that the goal should have stood. And I'm chopping it off. Celtic overhitting some crosses at Celtic Park. Falkirk one man throws nil. Aidan Nisbet on 32 minutes. He's five of double daily. Dallin Troughton uh, with a penalty. So it's quite simple. What the, you bring on Giacomacus, Abada right. and O'Reilly I'm not being funny In the nicest way possible It is too early for this I'm going to just turn the mic off <laughs> One it's, thing that's it's, it's too uh, early One thing I would Even say Even from the joke Celtic They are more effective in my opinion When Jota plays off the left And Maeda Maybe plays off the right I think Or someone lose, else Or someone else right. plays off the right yeah. Because I think Jota You lose a lot from him sure. coming in the park shooting And we're not seeing a lot from him this afternoon so um, far So still waiting I wonder how Marvin Bartley or the big guy next to me is called yeah. DL calls him because he I can't have remember a real his problem name. With the big guy and offside has been confirmed so Ooh. the goal doesn't stand <sighs> and uh, see th- th- this is good now though because if Fraser's not going to get a goal he can at least come close to getting one do you know what I mean he's, he's like half a goal just to excite things and cheer yeah, him up a bit I, I think I, I'll be very confident in Fraser getting a goal today I think he's worth the trip all the way up there and uh, you know, I really hope that he gets some entertaining football. Fraser yeah. usually doubles that up with a holiday up there, doesn't he? Oh, probably. I think he's got a couple caravan. of nights. I think he's got a caravan <laughs> in a Truly alarming thought for the Celtic fans. Maybe Ange Postacoglu is taking Mark Wilson's advice. Uh, Jota has now gone to the left hand oh, side. Know my stuff, don't I? Know mm. my stuff. I'm sure all the Celtic fans out there agree with me. Every oh, week yeah, absolutely. The things I say. <laughs> I'm sure. Um, but maybe just, well, clearly a look to try and get him cutting in on that right I foot like so. he's done. I, I, Look, Jota is a tremendous player And he has had some success Sometimes in the right But I think he's half the player Than he is when you You see him on the left You know he can go either way But when he comes in that right foot Look you only have to look at Ibrox last week He comes in that right foot Past Tavernier Everybody thinks he's going to cross it That little reverse pass Opens up mm. the defence How many times have we seen it? Fraser's reminded us that he was at Kelly St Mirren on Monday That was nil-nil Oh, and he says this is not any better <laughs> um, Now I don't waste my time Hugh Like you guys I don't have to, Don't try and predict outcomes of games But there are certain storylines That I like to think I can predict Because yeah. I've been here too often yeah. Robbie Nielsen has been booked I told you that wouldn't be a quiet technical no, area You've got him You've got Stephen Robinson Destined to be lively And Robbie Nielsen has been booked already Well Robbie will always find something to moan about um, Yeah That's his entitlement But sometimes he crosses the line 
when the referee was uh, examining uh, uh, the penalty kick moment when Craig Gordon was uh, sadly injured, he got booked for haranguing the referee at the monitor. So he needs to calm down a little bit. But he, this is not going the way that they thought it would. I thought Hearts on the rebound from a 3 0 win over Hibs would be the dominant side in Paisley and it's not working out that way and I suspect that's why Robbie in the book not a good start for Paul Harley has it which has scored 3-0 now and we've only played 35 minutes up there yeah Simon Queen, Murray again Queen's Park showing their strength in that division now I noticed on that Hearts game the absence of Andy Halliday I think a head knock is the official reason I wonder <coughs> if now though is that could that be some you know a hair issue <laughs> after the the, yeah, plant, the planting could, of the he couldn't, mm-hmm. he couldn't head it for a while could he so it could just could be let it grow in a few hairs out of a hair out of place, place or? Is, is that what happens when you get a turkey you can't head it for a while when you get a what a turkey a turkey yeah well that's where you go <laughs> into it um, <laughs> why is why is turkey the place to go for hair and teeth in the capital I can't wait till you pick me up at the airport I'm walking off my golf clubs with the teeth Hanging right out of the mouth and a wig. <laughs> well, it'll be the first time we've ever seen your teeth. We don't see those, do we? So anyway, he's not playing today. That's that's the bottom line. Um, what else have we got there coming in? No, still that three 0 to Queens Park. Snodgrass has had a free kick in. Rowles has headed wide. Four Hearts are trying to get themselves back on level terms. And I think the. Um, the general consensus would be that Celtic need to up it, Mark. I looked at the replies on Twitter. Mm. Not that that's a great... It's not a great barometer because people... Um, well, they, they shout awful loud without really thinking a lot on Twitter. But um, it's, let's just say it's not been too complimentary on the Celtic Twitter feed. No, I, I can understand why. You know, you get some games that are nil-nil and the team has parked the bus and it's difficult, but you've created chances. The goalkeeper's had a magnificent day. It's been far from that. Today it's been open enough for Celtic to play But the quality when they get in the final third I mean I think I've counted maybe Three crosses from the left hand side alone One for Jota, one for Maeda, one for Bernabe That's went yeah. out the pitch Is the Celtic unopposed? team though not earned a bit more patience? Because you, you would understand if you think Oh this goal might not come And it, look it might not But on the basis of what we see It always comes So yeah yeah, maybe yeah, a bit of, bit of no, patience. a bit of patience, of course. But I think I think the supporters are still entitled to say this hasn't been a good watch so far. You know, a bit sloppy at times. Going back to Ibrox last week, by the way, Celtic were sloppy in possession as well. Pretty similar, I've got to say. Yeah, but Celtic at Ibrox on Monday were in the first half turbocharged. Uh, this game is a bore. It's flat. It's flat. Uh, Bonnie Rigros nil. Albion Rovers three. Look, Graham, just before the break. Probably killing that one off, albeit you never know. Maybe a, a miraculous comeback. Reminders of the teaser Hugh will make it maybe a do a, a couple of minute warning and we'll round it off if you do it now for us. Name the last seven players who've scored at least a brace in an old firm game. The last seven, remember. So Henrik Larson was an earlier try. Yeah. But Henrik was a a, a a while ago People now. are getting pretty close If not getting them all Scott and Gordy 11 Would like to throw in Gary Hooper Terrific player for Celtic But not on this list ZT wants to go for Alfredo Morelos Again Poor against uh, Celtic In terms of goal scoring I think he's got two in his entire yep. career against not, Celtic. not in the, the one game And Ryan 
would like to throw in Lee Griffiths. And again, you might think, no. but no. Okay, round that off in a couple of minutes. If that helps you at all, you've heard a few more wrong answers identified, oh. so get your thinking caps on <laughs> and send them over at Clyde SSB. What are you two talking Good about? Dad's just I'm got just an, an obvious one that they've overlooked. Let me see your list, you two. Yeah, the one at the ball decide. Dad's got, well, um, I think we're far off for the rest. One, two, three. At least three of them are wrong. Oh, right. Four of them are wrong. Four <laughs> of them are wrong. <laughs> so miles well, off it. I would say they're wrong. Think so. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Not great from you two. I must say, I was expecting better. Yeah. yeah it's, it's hard on it seems that question when you start thinking about it. Oh yeah, yeah. Daz is Daz has oh. got another. Yeah. Great. Well done. You two writing things down on your bit of paper. It doesn't really work on radio. I mean, happy. No, so we're we're working as a team. Yeah. Dovetailing nicely. Um. Jota back doing a bit of defending a couple of moments ago I think Kilmarnock were claiming for a handball um, I think it clearly just struck him on the either on the the body or the hand was so much by his side that it doesn't cause much more of an analysis to be required and on we go I think we chatted about it Denny McInnes will obviously be pleased that his team's kept a clean sheet uh, you just wonder how he feels about a, an attacking sense as well because Never really offered much going forward. They've been in the Celtic box a couple of times, of course, but if you just solely rely on getting to a certain stage and allowing possession to come your way, you'll concede. Kyogo scores for Celtic, but the flag goes up for offside. Now they will check it, because they always do. That's the way it works, unless they've got the timing slightly off and it was um, up majorly before it but I wouldn't have thought so so we'll have a we'll have a look um, Jota was the one offside it's been officially confirmed offside no dramas I don't think well, on we go the, the, of course there'll be a drama uh, because it was declared offside uh, but we haven't seen it so we can't comment on whether it was or was not I, But I, uh, I think you need a level of faith that it, it was just offside because whether we see it again yeah. and disagree then you know the, the people who design Hawkeye would perhaps say well we're a bit more reliable than you three the only thing that you Ange Poster we might like is that it it puts a spark yep. in his team but they're, they're, they're almost at half time now so uh, the spark will need to be witnessed in the second half yeah no more goals to tell you about at the moment Bacchus has been booked for diving in the box for St Mirren went down in instalments I don't think any great complaints of course we had him on the show not that long ago didn't we talking about locking horns with Lionel Messi it was great to hear from him three minutes added on at Fraser's game where it is goalless remember but it's goalless in a couple um, the Celtic that, game being one of them Bacchus might be one of the ones that might find himself with a, a move to a bigger club no disrespect to St Mirren but when you play that way in the World Cup then you always heighten your chances of getting a move. Uh, really nice goal that was as well mm. for Celtic. It was a ball over the top to Jota. He's the one that's offside. He volleys it across the face of goal first time, and then it's a very oh my goodness, he's what, a mile. Yeah, let's let's spare I, I, ourselves. I think someone will, will take a freeze frame of that, move <laughs> the Kilmarnock defenders back, and say, "Oh come on!" No, he's, he's a good few yards off based on what we saw. But that's becoming a real trademark Kyogo finish. That mark isn't it? Yeah. Very similar to. The Livingston one. And then what was the game round about that? Either before or after where it was from the other side? Was it St Johnston? Did he score one in that game? Well, it's obviously something that Celtic work on. Scored I think two in that game. And yeah. Coglu actually came out and said that, didn't he? That they, they, they work yeah. on getting to the byline and the cutbacks and getting bodies in the box. 
And he obviously works in that every day in train Right Hugh let's round this off then if we can Sure. The first half teaser with the scottishsun.co.uk slash football for the best football news and opinion online. Name the last seven players who've scored at least a brace in an old firm game. They are Lila Bada, Rio Hatati, Kemar Roof, Connor Goldson, Odson Edward. Musa Dembele and Stephen Naismith Good effort if you got them well done there was a great response to that question the podium looks like this though Ewan Grant was in third place well done to you Ewan that was a great effort Taylor Muir just a little bit quicker but the winner of the first half teaser straight out the blocks was Derek FM well done to you Derek you are the winner and we'll do a Who Am I a bit later on in the show or both one Inverness two Jay Henderson uh, just gone up there on loan from St Mirren great time for him to score just before the interval well, how, how did you fare you two on that teaser? five which ones did you not get? Um, a badder a badder <laughs> how, hopeless how can we not get a badder? any others? Um, well, there must have been one well, other there must have been one other uh, Edward didn't get Edward yeah. either okay. unbelievably well, there you are learn your lesson on we go we'll do a who am I a bit later on in the show once the second halves get underway if there's to be any drama now it will be of the late variety because we're either in injury time or getting towards that I think we were a bit later um, at St Mirren there's now just two minutes being added at Pataudry. Um Celtic Park will be something similar so we'll keep an eye on when that half time whistle goes no real drama to tell you about is half time in Dingwall with Fraser it is not much to talk about. Gordon, Ross County nil, Livingston nil. Nothing between the teams so far. Plenty of endeavour, but really little quality on the ball. Neither keep us this safe. Let me just quickly stop you, Fraser. If you don't mind, I'll come straight back. Got one of these. Goal flashes with Clydebilt Home Improvements. Jota slides the ball in. No offside suggestion yet for this one. Ball pulled across by Maeda. And Jota, rather than being the provider, he is the finisher. Slides in similar to Kyogo's goal on the other side. And Celtic lead Kilmarnock by a goal 2 0. My apologies, Fraser, as you were. No problem. Always happy to report on goals, Gordon, because there's nothing happening up here. As I said, Andrew Shane did have the ball in the net, but it was disallowed for offside. But other than that, very little to talk about. Really frantic pace to begin with, both sides battling for the ball, but it was mostly in the air and nothing between the two teams until the first chance in 11 minutes. Owura Edwards cut in from the left hand side. Decent shot, low, about a yard wide from 20 yards. Keeper Shamal George stood and watched, so on target, they'd gone in, and he watched the relief as it went about a yard wide. And plenty of effort on both teams, but chances. Really at a premium, long throws hurled into the box, corners hurled into the box, both defenses defending well. John White tied his luck from 25 yards, dipping shot, beat Shamal George, but it was a couple of yards over the bar. And in 30 minutes gone, the closest Levy came to scoring in that early period. Bruce Anderson burst into the box, did really well to get himself a yard, got his shot away, but brilliant block by Yakaviti, denied the striker. And then Levy did the ball in the back of the net. Four minutes later, Anderson has been really good up front on his own for Levy, did brilliantly to turn in the middle of the park, slipped a lovely ball to Andrew Shinney on the left-hand side, inside the box. Lovely low finish by the, goal, by the midfield player past the goalkeeper, but the flag was up and after two minutes VAR confirmed that that was indeed an offside Conor Randall whipped in a couple of crosses for Ross County really good efforts but both cleared well by Fitzwater and the other and Stefan Amoyonga had a shot deflected wide the fact I'm talking these things just shows what a poor game it was not really a great 45 minutes to watch more composure in the ball needed both hitting the ball long 
but getting no change from defences and it could just be that one goal will settle this match half time in Dingwall Ross County nil, Livingston nil. So that Celtic goal we told you about did stand There was no late drama as you sometimes get in this day and age It is Jota that takes the acclaim He gets the final touch from a distance I think it looked like him and Kyogo were both in there But the celebration tells you everything uh, You need to know it's a great pass through Mark Wilson initially Yeah brilliant Was it maybe Bernabeu plays a pass through to Maeda How many times have we seen that? Uh, you know Often in the right-hand side with Ralston and Abada inside the full-back. Maeda does well to cut that back and Jota just nicks in ahead of Kyogo. Great goal. Half-time Pataudry, Dave Galloway. Half-time Aberdeen nil, St Johnson nil. Aberdeen started on the front foot and they celebrated a Duke goal when he netted with a lovely turn and shot from Clarkson's free kick only for a VAR review to rule it all out for offside. Saints threatened little at the other end, but May's header from Wright's cross flashed just wide. The Dons, with Shinny impressive in midfield, had almost two-thirds of the possession, but the well-organised visitors were standing firm. But Majowski really should have scored when he got in behind. He pounced on a little bit of a defensive lapse by uh, the visitors, but his chip, his attempted chip over Matthews, it lacked power, and the keeper managed to get back and stop the ball from crossing the line. And then as half-time beckoned, the Don striker again powered through, but once again Matthews saved as another chance went a-begging. It's goalless. Aberdeen nil, St Johnston nil. I don't think we've got to half-time yet, do we, from David Feel no, he was a few minutes behind, but it can't be uh, too far away. In fact, I suspect it is imminent. No, still going uh, there. Halftime Celtic Park, Gabriel. Yeah, half-time here, Gordon. It's 1-0 to Celtic. Jota's goal just before the interval, giving the hoops the lead after what must be said, a very flat first half. Uh, it was a brilliant, typical Celtic goal. Uh, Alexandra Bernabe slid the ball to Dayson Maida, who was in between the fullback and the centre-half. Maida cut the ball across, and there was both Jota and Kyogo in the middle of the goal. Jota nicked in front of Kyogo to tap in and give the hoops the advantage. On paper, it's all going to plan, but it must be said, Celtic have been extremely slack with a lot of their passing. You have to give a lot of credit to Kilmarnock, who've had really good shape, not sitting too deep. They will be so disappointed to concede just before the interval. Uh, elsewhere in the first half, in the first minute, there was a check for a possible handball in the Celtic box. Now, if that had been given, Postacoglu's face would have been a picture after the week we've had. And not many chances at all in the first half. The first opening for the hoops came after 25 minutes. A Jota cut in onto his left foot. His shot was deflected, flew easily into the Killy keeper's hands. Uh, Ash Taylor had a free header, but he looped over the bar just after that. And Kyogo Furuhashi had the ball in the net after a nice shot across. Almost a mirror image of the goal that did stand for the linesman had his flag up very early and VAR confirmed it was clearly offside uh, it must be said Alexandra Bernabe great pass for that goal but he has been so loose with possession lost the ball more than five times uh, every cross as well from Celtic other than the goal uh, has been overhit. Kyogo has hardly had a touch but the all important thing is that they do have that goal again credit to Killy they have been really well organised McInnes really animated on the sideline for his well drilled side he'll be so disappointed with that late goal I would still expect a few stern words from Ange Postacoglu uh, in the changing room at half time big second half coming up but at the interval it's Celtic 1 Kilmarnock 0 finally then David Friel's half time whistle has gone uh, in Paisley David Half time, Simon won Hearts nil. Ryan Strain only played 17 minutes of this game before lumping off injured, but Simon full back still made his presence felt with the only goal of the game so far 
after just four minutes. It might have been excellent. Their first ever from the aren't giving Hearts a second, pressing all over the pitch. It was a rousing minutes of applause for Frank McGavin. The home side came out flying after that. It was an Australian team goal from Strain. Keanu Bacchus, one soccer was fouled by Cammy Devlin, another one, and Strain, who's also Australian, took the free kick 25 yards out. It seemed to take a deep, slight deflection past Sander Clark, but it was a great hit. The goalkeeper had no chance. Strain went off injured with a strain after 17 minutes. Ryan Flynn came on, but someone haven't missed a beat. Alec Grieve has been everywhere. He's not given Hearts a second, but he just can't score. He almost connected with Curtis Main's cross. He got in the way of a Ryan Flynn shot as it looked to be heading in, and then just seconds before the interval, he volleyed over at the back post. He really should have scored. As for Hearts, have been really, really flat. Robbie Nielsen, not a happy man. He's been booked already. He's having a moan at the officials and the team. He had a couple of half chances. Lawrence Shanklin, Kai Rolls, but they've been nowhere near good enough. It really should be 2-0 at least to St. Man. Half time, St. Man 1, Hearts now. And we will be back with a full roundup of the half time score. Next. The fastest goals, the experts' opinions. This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Half time in the Scottish Premiership Aberdeen 0, St Johnston 0, Celtic 1, Kilmarnock 0, Ross County 0, Livingston 0, and St Mirren 1, Hearts 0. In the Championship, it's our Broth 1, Inverness 2. Air United 1, Hamilton Ackies 0, Partick Thistle 0, Morton 0, and Cove Rangers 0, Queen's Park 3. In Scottish League 1 then, Clyde 0, Kelty Hearts 1, FC Edinburgh 0, Dunfermline Athletic 1, Falkirk 1, Montrose 0, Peterhead 0, Airdrie 0, and Queen of the South 1, Alloa 0. In League 2, Annan 0, 4 for 2, Bonnie Rig Rose 0, Albion Rovers 3, Dumbarton, Stirling Albion was postponed Elgin, nil, East 5-2 And Stenhouse Muir, 2 Stranraer, 1 I'd usually give you a quick uh, look at the English Premier League It's FA Cup uh, weekend there of course We'll pick out some of the, the bigger names quickly for you Without running through them all Crystal Palace, 1 Southampton, 2 A full-time uh, result there Spurs, 1 Portsmouth, nil. Also a full-time result in that one um, And I think that'll probably do it They're all kind of Oh sorry, how are the Seagulls getting on? My apologies They're at, they're at Middlesbrough And they are winning 2-1 at the break There yeah. you are, you're fine Okay, Quite right. we'll be back with the second half next <laughs> 